When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello there, Mr. Branton. Hello there, Mr. Matt. Exactly. That's right, dear listener. We're back with another uh, another two. Gruesome twosome. The, gru- <laughs> the gruesome twosome. Exactly. Um, yes, it's yeah, lovely. I had such a good time last week. I Always thought we should the do the nerdiest a, chats, Joe. It's the nerdiest chats. It's the nerdiest chats. The the only downside is I did find when I'm like working out some things that we should talk about on the podcast, I have to think of loads more things because we'll inevitably get through a lot more without you know having Jay Cross to make us talk about I don't know you know daytime television or, or whatever he does. 90s punk rock, huh? that's yeah. probably Mark Packham. Although a bit of Jay Cross thrown in there as well, I guess. It is indeed. It is. But yes, yes, yeah. It's lovely to, you know, have you back and get to chat to you about gear at the moment. Indeed. Uh, yes, indeed. It's, we'll, we'll kick things off. Um, you know, obviously we've still got, we, you know, dear listener, we've still got this thing going on at the moment with Isotope and Amp Room. And I really can't recommend amp room enough at the moment i'm having a a fantastic time with it it's become my i've been shooting a bunch a whole bunch of like reels and stuff for guitar nerds this week and just being able to and they're always just pedal demos and just being able to have the the pedal plugged straight into my interface my uh focus right scarlet 2i2 just a really simple interface um and and then be using the the vox uh preset from amp room um, to just give me a nice sort of clean, warm sounding amplifier. I'm always using the Harmony Juno on the on the bridge gold foil P90 pickup, and it just sounds fantastic. It's such a wonderful, simple, clean, but articulate, clear sounding platform to have. Then any pedal added to it, uh, but you know, thoroughly thoroughly recommend. Amp Room sounds great. Yeah, I think um, so. I've been. I sort of, you know, going through my recording journey, as I mentioned, sort of decided to give Ableton a go because I want to. I've always had a fascination with like electronic music, and uh, yeah, always wanted to do more. And I've realised that what I've done is I haven't really incorporated the guitar in much of what I'm doing. Like I'm sitting there and I'm learning how to use a drum rack and like programming some synths, which I love, but so much of the inspiration of like little 
nuggets of ideas to create songs are like played on the guitar. Yeah. Um, but I've realised I haven't like plugged any of my well, both of my big pedal boards have kind of been dismantled. Really? Uh, I, yeah. You're well, I've just pedal boards again. Well, I've just you know I I have just been using the GT Core on the kind of smaller pedal board for quite right. some time. So you, you've I, got that set up on a Boss BCB thousand thousand oh, right? No, thousand. I've I've gone to the thousand just so I've got a couple more pedals on there. I see. Um, but I kind of like the idea of just yeah plugging guitar because I've got a nice little um, you know five hundred series guitar preamp, and mm. uh, yes, I don't have any of the pedals, but I think it's quite nice to have something like amp room to just like get a guitar sound even if you it's you know dry then you can reamp it later on but just to kind of get a vibe and get some character and get some some ideas yeah um i realize that's the massive part i've sort of ignored and i've got no well i'll do it you know properly and mic guitar amps and stuff but i kind of only have like a stolen hour or two a couple times a week to do any sort of sit down and learn how to because you've got it's you know using a daw it's like learning another instrument you kind of have to learn how to use the computer in that sense and um that's why it's so good just having something that you can set up quickly like i'm exactly mm, the same i i when i when i'm shooting the reels i'm thinking about you know the lighting rig i'm thinking about the shadows on the camera and the framing and making sure i play the right thing and i'm thinking about the pedal because that's what this is actually about so just being able to easily and quickly set up a recording session with a, a clean simple amplifier that's based on an absolute classic that i know is going to sound good that's that's kind of really important yeah absolutely so um yeah i'm keen to uh you mentioned this uh during our chat during the week joe and i think i need to download it and and um obviously i've got the neural stuff which is cool um but yeah definitely because i've been looking at another plugin um joe which is a more of a you know i know people we don't always dive too deep into plugins because i know it's not everyone's bag but i've been watching lots of uh recording tutorials especially around ableton and all of the producers who are like here's how i record a track have been using rc20 retro color by xln audio everyone's like yeah i've just created this drum beat and i'm just going to drag rc20 i'm like what's rc20 because there's a boss product called rc20 and uh it's called retro rc20 retro color and it's five retro effects to kind of give your recording a little bit more character um so i think you've got what have you got, got here? Noise, so, wobble, distort, digital, space, and magnetic. Yeah, so I think you've got, you can add like, you know, vinyl flutter and make stuff sound like VHS records. And yeah, just to give drums and that all a little bit of a kind of extra vibe. Yeah, I, I love so, it. So, uh, and that's also on, I got, <laughs> I was like, I was, saw it the, about two weeks ago and I was like, oh, it's normally like 100 quid i'm like mm, it's a bit bit much and then i got an email from plugin boutique about a week later it was like oh yeah 30 percent off and i'm like okay then <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think it's like 59 pounds at the moment wow. yeah. um but i'm definitely i'm keen to try the uh i'm keen to try amp room just have a bit of that in that that in there is it uh is it much of a cpu hog joe have you not found really it? no no it's really light super easy yeah very easy to use and i kind of like the layout it gives you a bit of a like a flat 
a screen, uh, a blank screen where you can just place things, so you can create complex signal paths as well using the effects pedals and the, right. and the amplifiers. And it has like a few built-in post effects, like some EQ curves and things like that. Which, you know, I would tend to use the the EQ plugins that I have separately in my DAW rather than using the ones provided by amp room but what's quite nice is they have built-in presets which kind of they're there to cater for the sorts of guitar signals you're going to be running through through them and cleaning things up and so it's it's very good it's very good i i I do thoroughly recommend it as a a comprehensive tool um you know for some of your classic bits and bobs and it's very good it's very good indeed. Now, another company that um, that we've been doing some stuff with that I got very, very excited uh, about when when some of the things turned up is Snapdragon Guitars. Of course, dear listener, of course, if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, then you know that I am excited and interested in uh, travel guitars. I love travel guitars. And what's better than a, a travel guitar is a folding travel guitar. Of course, we, we met Snapdragon Guitars years and years ago at, at oh, some Birmingham sort of guitar show, I think. Birmingham guitar show. They, they remembered me from that sort of when we got in touch. They were like, oh, yeah, you, you made a video of unfolding that bass. And uh, but yeah, they, it's super cool. Really interesting guitars. Obviously, they, they've been great. And I've, I've got a bunch of them. I've got the electric with the, the Eventide. Eventide, <laughs> the Evertune uh, bridge, um, which is a great idea. An Evertune bridge on a folding guitar, so you do, you don't have to retune it when you unfold it. That's genius. I can't um, believe that actually works. I mean, that I that is crazy. Testament to the bridge, isn't it? Really, testament Absolutely. to the bridge. Absolutely, because that's um, quite that's quite a lot. That's not like just being played hard in a metal band, which I kind of feel is what those Evertunes were designed for. We're talking about literally completely slackening the strings and folding the neck, and then and then unfolding the neck, and mm. they just immediately retain. Yeah, they're great. They need tweaking every now and again, but it really is every now and again. I think I've done it once since I've had that one. I've had yeah, it I think, for, I don't know, four months, three I months, think, four months. I think we spoke about it before and I think you just have to get it set up. Yeah, kind of once. It takes a little while to just balance it out. But once you've yeah. done that, because I think as well, depending on how you set it up, like you can't bend strings, if I remember right. Rugging Boutique and Isotope have hooked up to offer you, dear listener, an absolutely banging deal. They've combined Softcube's Amp Room plugin suite of amps, effects and cabs with Isotope's Element suite of mixing, fixing and mastering tools. All for 80 quid for 94 US dollars or 94 euros. That's 217 pounds less than if you were to purchase the plugins individually. The idea behind the bundle is to provide you with everything you need for at-home studio-based guitar production, including amp simulators, multiple effects units, and high-quality mixing and mastering tools. Pretty much exactly what every guitar nerd needs. Now, Isotope plugins have been friends of the podcast for many years. You're listening to the production quality of Isotope's Nectar, RX, and Ozone every time you listen to an episode of Guitar Nerds. Their Element Suite offers assistive technology to cut down the guesswork and required expertise to get release quality recordings. And Softcube's Amp Room offers a really comprehensive range of bass and guitar amps, cabs, and effects. In fact, that's what you're listening to right now. Go check out this incredible bundle at Plugin Boutique dot com or follow links in the description of this podcast
Yeah, they they actually the guys at Snapdragon did a fantastic job of the one I had uh, ahead of of sending it to me because I could I can bend strings and stuff on it. You know, yeah. to an extent, I've tried like really going for it, and there is a point at which it stops. But it, it gives me the use of vibrato, which is quite important to my playing style anyway. So that's. You know, mm. it's good to have it. That is crazy, though, isn't it? Designing a bridge that stays so well in tune and uses a system that keeps everything in tune that you literally can't put it out of tune. Like, you yeah. can't even bend the string. A purposeful, uh, you know, tool in a guitarist's uh, trick bag, you literally can't do that because of the way well, the bridge it- is set up as standard. So you have to go and do, like, a, a different kind of setup within within that system. Pretty, it has nuts. to be. It has to be good as well, because the prob- the, the the downside is that if you do need to retune it, that's that happens through the back of the of the body of the instrument, the back of the bridge, mm. and you need an Allen key. So that's you know, if if something happened at a gig, you know you're buggered. You're not going to be able to sort this thing out and get it back into into it's kind of like a Floyd into, Rose, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. It's that it's that same thing, isn't it? That super cool but when something goes wrong yeah you might as well throw that away and you know yeah but i think um yeah so far it seems to have they seems to have been taking off in the community in the sense that quite a lot of i guess more metal players are putting that on their on their guitars because yeah they're they're the ones that are probably being a bit more rigorous with their instrument than maybe a blues player yeah um yeah, but it makes sense for Snapdragon. The the first time I saw it, I guess, was on the ESP, the Ben Wyman yep. um, ESP, which made perfect sense. No one thrashes a guitar and sort of barrel rolls around a stage quite like Ben Wyman. So it made perfect sense for him and his playing style. And I think I next saw it on Ola England's um, Solars. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, so. I, I can't think of anywhere else that I've seen. I know it's on other things, but like nothing's caught my eye that it's on. But it's it's definitely yes. You know, in both of those cases, we're talking about heavy hitting. You know, metal play. I appreciate Ben Wyman's post punk, but you know that we're talking about that sort of uh, you know that that sort of heavy playing. Yeah, uh, although uh, I think there's a picture just on their website now. Uh, there's a picture of. Billy Sheehan playing a double-necked bass that looks like it's got Evertune, um, <laughs> Evertune okay. bridges on it. But yeah, most of their most of their players are kind of that that more metal. I wonder style if it's something. Can you can you mod? Can, can you mod one on? Because don't they need don't they nope. need access through the body? No, nope. no, they're top loading. So oh, right. Yeah, I think you can basically put them on anything. I mean, they even make a Tele-style bridge for a single coil. Um, it, their website actually guides you through it. Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, you can actually, I'm just looking on the website here, I was just trying to fully understand what it said here. You can actually send your guitar to Evertune and they will install... The bridge on it, obviously, that's not ideal if you don't live in America or probably in LA. That's very um, cool, though. But yeah, the fact that you can you can do that. They offer a bunch of guitars for sale on their website with Evertunes yeah. already installed, which I didn't realise. Including so, a reverend. Yeah, and including American performers, American professionals, Fender Player Series. Uh, you've got some Ibanez on there. So 115 guitars available on their website at the moment that have That's come very with Evertune, cool. which is cool. Um, but in terms of, yeah, products, I'm, I'm guessing, just quickly looking at the buyer's guide, yeah, they do a whole bunch of, um, they do a whole bunch of stuff that will retrofit into different guitars. So, yeah, I guess it's one of those things you kind of got to take the plunge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it doesn't uh, look like they do a bass option, though. Or I certainly no, can't maybe you had an Evertune. Maybe Billy Sheehan's was a guitar and a bass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's – you've kind of got to be into that, I think, because it's like you can't just do a casual drop tune or whatever. But, you no. know, I just think if you're touring a lot, you're playing a lot, it probably makes uh, – I'd love to have that stress removed from me, but yeah, I do retune a lot, so it wouldn't be an option. But you know, I'd love to if if I was playing in a band that just you know was in one tuning the whole time. I'm kind of like, why not? It's, especially if you're in a heavier band and you you end up retuning I, a lot. I tell you what's interesting: if you look at the picture of the Strat that's on their website, and you uh-huh. see the Evertune bridge on there, doesn't look massively out of place. It doesn't look like really garish or clunky i mean the telly one looks just like a normal telly plate i mean it's a bit longer when, but... when you see them separate they they look huge they look really sort of weird but actually i agree you see them on yeah i think on, on a fender or a strat i think you know strat or a telly I, I guess i've never actually really seen someone do that but uh the option is there if you want um but yeah, very very cool. Indeed. Very cool, very cool. But yes, anyway, you know, back, back to the the Snapdragons. I've obviously I've got that one, the electric, which is amazing. It sounds so good, like coil tappable, sort of JB style mini humbuckers, lovely. But but the the point is the acoustic. The acoustic's the one that my girlfriend also got one of in a in in this like lovely uh, bamboo re- reconstituted bamboo wood top. It looks looks absolutely gorgeous. And I've got this simple one in in black, and they're like epoxy uh, finish. And we loved them. 
absolutely love them. Play them, play them often. Um, the the only criticism I could possibly level at them, and I'd have to be, you know, looking for it, is the acoustics aren't that loud. Of course, you know, that's like saying, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a ridiculous thing to say about a travel guitar. It's not that loud. No, it's a travel guitar. It's not really designed for that sort of thing. But I was like, oh, it's not, you know, it, it would... I have to, if I'm recording with it and I'm using something like the Isotope Spire Studio, I have to have the Spire Studio relatively close to the acoustic to get mm. the same mm. kind of feel. So it's not it's not the loudest. It's not a problem, but it's notably not the loudest. They just they got hold of me the other day and said, they were like, oh, we redesigned it to make it louder. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. I hadn't even mentioned to them, you know, that that was a thing. But right. they were like, yeah, we, we're going to make it louder. Also, uh, you know, we've been messing around with finishes. And uh, here's an example of our shell pink nice. with a white pinstripe around the outside of it um, with the new... Uh, with the new sort of louder, but I assume they've made it deeper. I'm not really sure until I see it. Anyway, they're going to send that the shell pink one down to us, and uh, and they've agreed to let us give it away to one Amazing. of our listeners. So it's, it's going to be. I'm really excited about that. I'm I'm kind of regretting suggesting doing it as a giveaway because it is very cool, very unique. Bear in mind, this is also the prototype. Um, it's, yeah, that's that's you know, that's really cool. I, I get what you're saying. I mean. You're n- it's never going to be as loud or as deep as a full acoustic. I guess it's more parlor style, you yeah. know, and they are, well, parlor, you know, parlor comes from literally a musician playing in, you know, a parlor with a handful of people sitting around, you know, like six or seven people, you know, like private performances in like Georgian or Victorian times, you know, that's where that, that thing comes from. So it didn't need to project like a huge acoustic does. Um, now but enough for you to kind of sit and play and and strum along yeah um, exactly it's it's much more a strummer than a picking instrument in that sense but you know what i really liked about them because it's a little bit quieter you can really flip and go for it like you can really dig in on those acoustics which is a bunch of fun as well to sort of play you know play like that play super aggressively yeah so. and i think uh, sometimes you know i play unplugged a lot um and it's just about having a nice guitar that you can just it feels nice under your fingers and it feels nice to play that's that's to me what it's about more in some ways it's like it doesn't matter how loud it is if it doesn't feel very nice to play and you know from my previous experience although it's been a couple of years now but um you know there was much more of a you know these were so much more playable as an instrument yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm super excited. Anyway, dear listener, we'll keep you posted when uh, when the guitar arrives, and I'll I'll you know maybe I'll reach out to to you guys, maybe on Patreon on our Facebook group if Facebook ever comes back. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah, down yeah. Well, as well, recording as of recording yeah. this podcast. It's like, oh, <laughs> exactly. we can't talk about the Facebook group because we can't. Guitar get nerds are teaming up with Music Nomad since 2010. Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products. You and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 40 countries. Pro quality but affordable, Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help guitars look, sound and play their best. After two years of research and development and in a collaboration with top guitar repair shops, Music Nomad has developed the Keep It Simple Setup. 
They demystified the guitar setup process by developing innovative precision gauges and tools combined with step-by-step -step general guidelines anybody can follow and set up their guitar to play and sound great. With their KISS method and their gauges, you can check the vital areas of your guitar and use their toolkits to perform your own setups. They have a 24-page instructional booklet available in seven languages, downloadable for free, loads of how-to videos, as well as complete setup video tutorials for popular brands such as Fender, Gibson, Taylor, PRS, and more. Not only is it fun, but a properly set-up guitar takes your playing and sound to a whole new level. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com. Follow them on social media with at musicnomadcare and Kiss your guitar with Music Nomads. Keep it simple setup. <laughs> exactly. But um, but yeah, you know, maybe I'll ask some questions. We'll work out a cool way to give it away. And uh, and yeah, we'll do something with it. But it's going to be great. Kind of on that note, um, the, the Bronco series is finally... Uh, finally happening happening obviously you know dear listener you know a lot of you are are aware that i was going through some some very difficult family stuff over the last couple of months and that put a real pin in the bronco series because there was so much prep with the refinishing with making the necks you know uh, rooting out the guitars to for the for the new pickup stuff like that but we are we're back on track and that is coming soon that's gonna be out in the next uh, couple of weeks so uh so you know look look forward to the to the bronco series i certainly am nice. Me, naomi and jd are gonna uh release a three-part podcast along with a bunch of videos and stuff all on our our broncos they're gonna be super fun oh, i'm looking forward to that i still love playing my bronco it's the, it's the instrument that i have closest to hand i saw design. it in the background of your video that you uploaded the the yeah, other day yeah i i i you know i love playing uh, d to e on the a string <laughs> you know i'm doing the same thing over and over again and playing rapper's delight really poorly um <laughs> it's the perfect bass for a guitarist though it really is i think anyone listening who's a guitar player who wants a bit more low end and just wants to noodle around um i i highly recommend it they play great out of the box obviously you can mod it and stuff if you want but they play great out of the box and uh, you know as a guitar player if you used to play with a pick and you're just sort of doing that sort of stuff great you know, it's yeah. just, especially if, uh, you know, as a lot of our listeners do play and record, it's just a great thing to be actually be just be able to record some bass parts rather than using like a MIDI keyboard and fumble around at like the notes. You actually know what you're kind of going to play. And yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say for the money, like 199. Yeah. Great for guitar players. They're so good. I'm actually, I'm going to put piccolo guitar strings on, on mine when i get it just because i'm not a very good guitarist but i think i'm an all right bass player and so i figure if i can make it into a four string guitar then i'll be able to sound like a guitar but actually play it competently that's the that's the idea i was anyway. trying to work out what size piccolo strings are well, there are there are actually bass sets basically that are designed oh, for just okay. that, like piccolo strings that are designed to go onto a short scale bass. In fact, you know, I even watched some YouTube videos of a fella of a fella popping piccolo strings on a little Fender Mustang and using it like that, and I thought it sounded great. Actually, like a really interesting, different sort of sound. You know, it really is somewhere between a guitar and a bass. Yeah, you know, and um, what's interesting, just doing a little bit of. Uh, uh, googling uh, i put piccolo and the thing that came up most is uh ibanez make piccolo strings but they also made a piccolo guitar the ewp 14 opn 
um, which I don't even know is actually in production anymore, but looks very cool. It's like one of their, like they have those kind of modern acoustics with the Florentine cutaway. It looks like a tiny, mm. like a tiny one of those. Yeah, um, the, the cutaway, the cutaway is reminiscent of the ESP Eclipse style cutaway, like the mm. reduced Les Paul horn. But of course, we are we're talking about a, an acoustic here. Yeah, no, I think that's that's cool because I've actually got a Yamaha guitar lately, uh, which I you know I do pick up and play every now and then. It's quite what fun. What's that tune to? Is that G to G? A to A. A to A, right? Yeah, A to A. Uh, and you know, it's just a cheap one. I think they're like fifty quid, maybe. Um, but I like the idea of a little steel string like this. But I must admit, when every time I play the guitar, lady, it makes me miss having a classical. Even though I'm not a tras- classically trained guitar player, uh, I had a really good one at, at one point that was uh, like quite high tension string, so much more like a flamenco rather than the really light tension strings of like a more traditional classical and uh this just sounds good they're so nice to play that sort of soft rounded sound of like a classical string and especially when you run it through like delays and reverbs and stuff it it sounds really really good um oh yeah yeah but yeah ibanez ewp 14 wb piccolo open port in natural uh still available from dv 24 7 152 pounds it looks super cool yeah i'm i'm uh i'm into it I think it's great. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm still kind of, you know, after our discussion last week, I'm still on the on the lookout for the right Ibanez. You know, just something to play at home. It just, you know, it's just a brand that I've not really ever owned anything of. I think, well, yeah, other I... than vintage stuff. But. Have I? I've owned an old Ibanez RG five. 50 that had been totally i think i bought it oh i remember this didn't you you bought it in gak i did and i bought it off a guy like a pre-owned it was in bits like the guy basically bought it like in bits and i was like i'll buy that off you um and yeah i had that for a bit and then i sort of did it up and then sold it but i've always fancied an old rg um but yeah again for me a brand that i've not really owned I don't think I've owned another Ibanez before that. I mean, it's a shame. Like, at some point, I sh- you would have thought I probably would have owned an Ibanez <laughs> seven-string um, at some point. But, yeah, I, I guess that's the one brand that sort of eluded me for quite some time is uh, yeah. is Ibanez. And, actually, they've really – I mean, when I worked in GAC, you know, when we were there, it, it wasn't really our bag, you know, RGs, S-series. Well, they weren't doing any of the AZs or the – with the asses. The asses. Um, the asses. Yeah. I, I think I would be more tempted to buy an Ibanez now than I think I ever would have been before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They are very cool. And speaking of very cool guitars, um, so, I mean, this has been – I'm, I'm going to talk about Harmony again for a second. This has been on their website for a while, but I think I, I'm really excited to see when it when – it, actually happen so if you go onto harmony.co and you go to view their guitars if you scroll down you'll see that they are preparing harmony are preparing to introduce vintage reissues which is very cool because of course you know i guess you know up until now we've we've had the the comet the the silhouette the rebel the jupiter and the juno um and they're, they're all you know fantastic and wonderful hybrids of retro and modern they've got this minimal 
aesthetic and you know gorgeous finishing options wonderful modern appointments attention to detail you know lovely looking pickups everything about them is great nitro finishes oh the works but I'm really excited about the fact that they're actually going to be leaning on their heritage a bit more because, of course, all those guitars are only inspired by the old ones. Mm. Certainly, in most cases, you know, they are the body shapes, but they've gone for you know modern electronics, modern finishes, modern neck profiles, things like that. And on the website, you know, the very picture that they've chosen to use is one of the old sort of Comet-style guitars in a green burst. And I can't think of a more quintessentially vintage finish than green burst. And that, you know, that guitar's control plate's even in a weird position, and it looks like all the controls are sliders, uh, which is even better. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with um from their vintage reissues but i was thinking about what i hope they reissue you know i hope they do do some bases because they had some they had some cool silhouette bases back in the 60s but the thing i want most is the harmony bobcat which is kind of what the silhouette is now but the bobcat was had a different shape plate um you know a a, a weird you know a very vintage bridge you know like a floating wooden bridge and you can get the bobcat either with two pickups or with one angled pickup bang in the middle of the body. It's the guitar that, you know, St. Vincent really cut her teeth uh, yeah. playing in the in the early days. And I've just, I've always thought since, you know, there's uh, um, in the video for Cruel, um, there's, a, there's a guitar solo that St. Vincent plays with just the craziest fuzz sound. And it, it, in the video, it happens like the, this guy opens the boot of his car where he's he's kidnapped St. Vincent and she's in the boot of the the car with a hood over her head and she's got the bobcat and she's playing like this slide solo through a fuzz pedal and I I've always just thought man that's one of the most iconic coolest yeah guitar things I've seen so I'd just love the bobcat to be I, back um, just for that I don't know too much about the overall history, but uh, there's a website here, chasingguitars.com. They seem to have a, a whole harmony history and uh, some really early photos of the factory from about like 1890. Um, wow. But yeah, the Stratotone H44. which yeah, I, that's a big one. Which is, that's like a single cut sort of thing. I guess that's the body shape is the Juno. Um, but yes, it's single cut it's, the, it's the jupiter I sorry think, which yeah is slightly bigger version but it's uh yeah single kind of um i guess p90 in the neck one switch one volume i think they did one volume one tone on some of them and then like a fixed bridge all that goes all the way down to the strap button um which looks very cool the rocket which had like well, one of them had three pickups and a million controls on it. I guess a volume and tone for each pickup. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so a volume tone for three single coils, which is like a big hollow body. Um, yeah, just that kind of real period of experimentation. You know, and yeah, obviously Fender and Gibson being massive. Um, but, you know, a lot of other brands offering more affordable other things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know too much about the rest of their history, but uh, I think it's quite cool that they're doing more traditional and classic vintage stuff. There's not really that many brands I can think of doing that um, and doing it well. 
Guild, no. you know, always feels like a brand that they've done quite well doing that kind of thing. Um, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. Like- they Guild do a great job. I feel like Guild they're they're quite rough and ready. Guilds. I don't mean in a bad way. Like you know, if to, for for touring and gigging, I basically only play affordable guitars because I want to throw them around. But that's very much what Guild do. It's like here's some vintage inspired stuff that we've had. You know, mass produced. Whereas Harmony are very much about the the real attention to detail. They've really tried to, you know, everything's a premium feature on a Harmony. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, still one of the best guitars I've ever owned, I think. That little Juno, you just can't can't go wrong. It's such a great little guitar for the money. And uh, yeah, being made in Kalamazoo now, Mm -hmm. I've no doubt that whatever they produce now will just have a real finesse to it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I am excited. We'll wait and see what happens. Um, another kind of interesting retro guitar company that I stumbled across the other day and I thought we could talk about, Wild Custom. Um, yeah, it, like this is the first time I've come across them. Dear listener, I don't know if it is the first time you've heard that name. I imagine this this brand have more popularity the other side of the pond from us, so that might well be why we've missed them. Um, but actually, a guitar brand that we've we seem to have come up, you know, we've seen before because, of course, they 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 also uh, while custom made the the gyrock. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think um, just on their website now, you, you mentioned you want to talk about these, and I was doing a bit of uh, digging. And yes, I think most people would know them maybe uh, coming in sideways um, because of that uh, the gyrock uh you know the the guitar with the spinning humbucker uh and most recently we spoke about it because billy gibbons had a wild custom i think it was wild custom or custom guitar with the gyrock system fitted in uh this guitar was like i think ten thousand pounds i want to say something like that it's very very expensive um but yeah a system that gave you a revolving set of uh Pickups. So one guitar, six pickups, fifteen combinations, limitless possibilities. And it seems that a lot of it is all down to the fact that they basically have a custom shop. So they make wild guitars. So you've got wild original, and then there's a bunch of their guitars. They also do the gyrock. Uh, thing which I, I is a collaboration with them and and maybe no gyrock design engineering by wild customs i think it's like a subsidiary i guess and then they i didn't realize they also have a custom shop that built one of the most craziest guitars i've ever seen at a nam show and that is savage guitars uh, sausage sausage uh nothing is too beautiful nothing is too expensive um <laughs> that's their quote yeah, that's, their the quote, that's the quote from <laughs> ettore bugatti uh, right, obviously right. who builds the most expensive. but these are one piece guitars and whether anyone's ever seen a picture from nam but they they hang inside the slab of wood that they're made from that is amazing so they basically get like a huge piece of flame maple that's like i don't know six foot by three foot and then they build the guitar solely out of that piece of wood but they don't throw the uh shape away so they cut the guitar out and then the the stand becomes uh you know the bit of wood that the guitar was cut out of which is 
I think they've probably only ever built three by the looks of it. <laughs> um, they are beautiful. Super pieces. show pieces, yeah. Yeah. Body features, you know, 100 plus year old flamed uh, ash. Uh, more than 35 years of drying. Moisture content down to 7%. You know, real super premium, like one-off hand carved uh, instruments. But bringing it back to Wild Guitar Co., they actually make some great guitars I had never seen before. Um, it looks like they have a bunch of different models. Um, yeah, they've got these the Wild TV, the Wild One, which I keep reading as Will Done. Yeah. Uh, the, the Fire Wild, the Wild Master, the Baroness, the Automotive, and they're doing acoustic. Um. So, yeah, I'm sure everyone listening to this is now going to go and, and have a Google. Um. Wild Guitars, Wild Original. Joe, we have to talk about the Fire Wild. I am into this in a big way. This is half Firebird, half uh, Iceman, I guess. Well, it has that... The the lower horn has that Iceman feel in that it sort of goes yeah. out and comes in on itself. I don't know if I'm describing that very well, dear listener, but it has a little bit, a little nib. But that that horn seems to be across the range they use that on every guitar it's kind of their signature thing is that that horn with the little return on the end yeah um this guitar looks i I love it i think it's amazing um i was just trying to have a look see where you can actually buy one but it doesn't actually look like you can get anything in the uk unfortunately although they do look like a european country um company because everything's priced in euros euros um yeah. oh yeah 100 made in france which is ah. very cool uh crafted design painted wired set tu- and tuned all in france uh, all featuring a set neck with gibson scales so that's 24 and three quarters uh you get a certificate of authenticity and a wild owner's kit um and the weight sort of varies um but they tend to go for about seven to seven eight seven point eight pounds um i had no idea they were in france these guitars i'm in i can't believe i've not seen these before so about three and a half grand in euros yeah looking at yeah so you've basically got a a kind of fender t style but with a weird lower horn um but with the same sort of single coil um you know and uh, brass saddle kind of bridge you'd expect on a kind of 50s telly you've then some got- of the relicking on these is lovely yeah, as well absolutely. like they they, they do it obviously it, it's a very broad range i'm sure they relic however you want but but certainly in the examples that they show, some of the sort of closet classic relicking is very tasteful yeah, and very well done. absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, kind of a lot of the body shapes of their own. Fire Wild, again, has got kind of that Fireman, Iceman vibe on the upper horn this time. Um, sorry, that's the Wild One. You, the, the Wild One, yeah. yeah Fire Wild I love that one. Actually, the Wild One's one of my favourites because it's more of an original shape. It's kind of, uh, it, it feels very much like a Les Paul Jr., style thing but with their their you know custom horn and everything it just it looks fantastic i think there's an example of it with a single humbucker in the bridge in pelham blue black scratch plate yes yeah i'm just looking at the um the wild master which again is uh kind of a a very unique shape but I, i don't know kind of you know it's almost classic in its look they've done some amazing sparkle finish purple sparkle uh they've done a kind of 
blue flake burst, which looks cool. Yeah, like blue to silver burst, lovely. Yeah, and then they've got the automotive range. Now, this uh, uh, you're getting into your you're getting into your custom shop range here because they're about thirteen thousand euros, but they are modelled after. Classic cars. So you've got the Mexican, the Mexican Blackbird, which is based after a Thunderbird. Uh, you've got the Shelby GT500, uh, the Mustang GT390, the Bullet, and then the Mustang GT350H. I mean, they look, they look mental. You know, they just, look like something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> their acoustics again, and then you can go into full custom shop, and then you just look at the stuff that people have done in the custom shop, and you go, wow. That is just, if you've got money, you can have whatever you want. Um, some Just some really lovely stuff. I think, dear listener, well worth checking out. Wildcustomguitars.com. Oh, really Joe. interesting French company. <laughs> I just Everyone. went on their custom shop here. <laughs> I, I, I urge everyone to look at this brand, give them some love, because they have made... The, and I don't even know who this is, but on their custom shop, they have made the Kiz signature. Okay, let me explain it for you. To the pit, the promotional picture has a MacBook Pro next to it. Um, it is an explorer-shaped guitar with one neck humbucker, Wilkinson trem, completely like silver. I would say a light silver frost finish with matching fretboard, and then. A 16-pad controller with faders and knobs. Made for Kiz or Mark Parodi from Kiz. Um, it has, yeah, a smoky 90 multi-tap pickup and in, an embedded iRig pad by IK Multimedia. Um, <laughs> absolutely. I, I have no idea who this band is and I would Instagram them if Instagram wasn't... Um, dead uh yeah no idea who this band is but i applaud anyone who decides to have a um an explorer with one neck humbucker trem and then like touchpad built into it as well but yeah it, it looks like this brand you know when we when we can travel joe maybe we need to go to france you know drink yeah. some wine go to wild yeah. customs and just go look let's just let's just build a crazy guitar i mean Here's one for Ryan from Six Cycle Hum. Someone had the super hot dog made. The super hot, hot dog. dog, yeah. And I'm uh, at that just now. To, just to put it into context here, it's a it's kind of like a more rounded telly. Uh, and I've just noticed the control plate. But <laughs> have you? A, a clear it's about the neck pickup. Yeah, it's a clear plastic neck pickup. It's clear plastic plate. They've removed the neck pickup and then added that as a space to put your uh, ketchup sauce sachets and the control plate. <laughs> is a hot dog um a chrome hot dog uh it's quite something absolutely quite something. and then the pickup selector has two controls one says f and the other one says off um <laughs> so yeah there you go if you've yeah. got the money amazing brand you can have it done but yeah cool i i I think we, we need to celebrate some of these custom... I know uh, you were always pushing... We're so boring and ordinary. I know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think um, it's a shame that we don't get to see more of this because I think the Holy Grail guitar show's finished mm. now, hasn't it? It has, yeah, that's right. Which is a real shame because that was a good place to, to, to kind of get a, a look at stuff. 
um, like that. So, yeah, I think it's always nice for, for me and you to talk about them, Joe, because I know they get poo-pooed sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, Wild Customs, check them out. And uh, if you're daring enough and you have one made, please let us know. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, now moving on to to talk about some some pedals. Actually, we'll we'll kind of do a, a little bit of a double header of pedals because this is a week of phases being released. Um, on on one hand, we have MXR continuing to expand the the legacy of the Phase ninety by introducing the Deep Phase, another mini pedal, and Metaverse have released the just a phase metaverse such a fantastic company with just you know matt um matt oram who uh matt oram sorry matt olsen who runs uh i was gonna say uh, the name's um, very similar metaverse, and you said yeah. that and i was like <laughs> yeah. i don't think that's wrong but no, i also don't no, yes, think it's <laughs> right either matt olsen is metaverse yeah. but uh yeah you know he, he's created some absolutely bonkers stuff like i love the company i love the charities that he donates to um and you know, I, I was a, a big fan of the air trash, his crazy broken circuit that he decided to put in a pedal. I thought it was wonderful for a little bit of weird ring moddy fuzzy extra flavor uh, without really being able to control anything on there. Just a, a wonderful little bit of madness. And that's what I think about Metaverse. They're just so good at creating simple, like not not Chase Bliss, like here's a billion controls, a, a thousand dip switches and here's, you know, a, 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 a massive thousand page book on how to actually use the thing this is more like here's three controls you can do some crazy stuff with it i love the simplicity of them mm. and uh and and you know what what he's what he's released here is yeah the just a phase and it is his um his phaser a really super versatile phaser so you've got a whole bunch one two three four five six seven eight different um things waveforms Joe. waveforms <laughs> there we digitally go <laughs> contro- so it's an all analog pedal with digitally controlled waveforms uh, yeah. and i don't know it maybe matt will have to confirm this in an email to or just a instagram message but i really hope i, I don't think you're ever a fan of the band joe but i really hope he named it after the incubus song just face <laughs> uh because mike einzinger has one of the best face tones ever uh, he used an old Boss PS2, and yeah, I kind of hope oh. that he might have named it after an Incubus song, but I, I don't oh. know. Uh, but this looks Very great, cool. and and I and uh, we he sent us some demos, and I was like, it sounds exactly like a good phaser should. Deep and swirly, um, yeah. But but it's also capable of so much, and so many phasers are either one or the other. So many fa- phasers are either here's a bunch of quick squelchy tremolo esque phase. Um, or you know the other side of things like here's here's some very slow moving you know sort of arcing uh phases you know they they tend to be one or the other they tend not to be able to do everything and yes. this certainly seems like it can do everything and really well i really enjoyed the demos still listen you can check them out they're all, you know all over youtube just search the metaverse just a phase but yeah. Really, really wonderful, versatile pedal. Yeah, it sa- sounds great. Matterverse makes some great stuff. Uh, super simple to use. 
Um, but you've got all those different waveforms if you want to do something else. And I think being able to make those waveforms digitally controlled means that you're not just stuck to a sine wave or a square wave. You know, you can do something a little bit different. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, on on that same in that same kind of vein, yeah, you've got the MXR deep phase. Um, so in the same housing as the Phase ninety five, which is their mini phaser, and then obviously some of the other pedals like the Sugar Drive. Um, this is a kind of redesigned phase 90 uh, that fixes some of the problems like volume drop, but gives you kind of... A f- oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Right. So it gives you a kind of deeper, more scooped mid-ranged phase um, mm. that gives you a feedback control. So the feedback control adjusts the kind of intensity and sharpness of the phase at its peaks. And then you've obviously got a speed control as well. And there's a, a, a second mode switch that um, basically ups the stages from four stages, which is like the classic phase 90, to eight stages. Um, so it gives you a kind of, uh, I guess, a, call, a more pronounced um, sound. They call it like a more animated sound, I guess. Uh, right. But very cool. I mean, I love the Phase 95. The Phase 90 is one of the best phases ever. You know, it's totally legendary. So another great, um, another little great pedal to check out, Phase to check out. But yeah. if you want to support a smaller, more uh, local brand, then uh, I would certainly try the Metaverse first. I, I, did, I watched them and I was like, yeah, sounds great. I'd have that in a heartbeat. It's a really cool phaser. Yeah really sounds good exactly what i want from a phaser you know because because the pedal world has expanded so much there's so much going on every new pedal that comes out is trying to reinvent the wheel and i want that you know a lot of the time i want that when it comes to delays and reverbs i want a a delay or a reverb that can do absolutely crazy stuff but so often with a phaser i'm like i just want a normal phaser i know i could just get a phase 90 i have a phase 90 somewhere somewhere here yeah i'm sure you've probably got a couple um, of them um but uh just just uh just as a slight tangent which is not in our in our script whereas jay but you said something there about you know obviously it's very different to a chase bliss pedal that uh you know doesn't have a million uh control knobs on it or anything i don't know if you saw this and you did, obviously it wasn't in our in our news but i think it's worth talking about because i'm pretty sure these guitars are going to be part of a giveaway oh yes so did uh, we did speak about them when they came out didn't we yeah so well so this one is the built mood guitar so built guitars uh, of the us of a have teamed up with chase bliss again to build a mood into a guitar so i think previously they had built a couple of guitars maybe for josh got jhs had a couple of fuzzes and stuff built in uh, but this has a complete chase bliss mood built straight into it uh the on and off switch and the auxiliary switch are on two push buttons all of the dip switches on the back are tiny little switches on the upper horn mastery bridge yeah it's that kind of jazz master type shape um it, it's certain it looks very well built it, it? very well built but the color of the mood which is that beautiful sunset kind of vibe um looks amazing um yeah. hand built in iowa um but yeah i i'm into this and they are giving it away for a charity auction and i am 100 percent entering that i think that thing <laughs> looks you know when you see a guitar and you're like, I would just want to own that because that is just 
dead cool. Do you know what I mean? And to have a mood built into a guitar like that in the same color, that same multi-faded color, I'm like that is yeah, seriously, seriously cool. Seriously cool. Very cool. It is it is very cool. They do look fantastic. Built guitars obviously yeah, I, absolutely incredible guitars off the bat. I wish there was somewhere I could get them or we could see them in the UK. I don't really know. Yeah. I watched a few things on like Novo guitars as well. And I know we sort of are mm. friend of the podcast, Mr. Westeed, um, works for their kind of secondary brand. But yeah, it's something that, you know, I was thinking if I buy another guitar, maybe next year, wedding present to myself, uh, I would kind of like something like this, like a Built or a Cower or a Novo or... That's a great idea. You don't really have an offset either. No, and uh, yeah, I kind of feel that that's something I want in my life, is some sort of offset, some sort of vibe like that. Um, I don't know. Don't know. But yeah, I kind of feel like I should have something different. Boutique yeah. and different. Super cool. Very, very cool indeed. They look absolutely fantastic. You should definitely get one. Yeah. Um, we'll now, now uh, moving on, I thought, uh, you know, maybe we could, maybe, should we talk about these emerald hybrids? Yeah. Why don't we talk about, uh, yeah, let's talk about those. Do you do you want to start, the, Joe, or shall I? Uh... With this is I'll give them a, a little intro for you, dear listener. This is definitely an, an an a brand that we wouldn't normally speak about. And a couple of weeks ago, you know, they 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 unveiled their virtuoso electric acoustic hybrid model. Certainly Emerald Guitars up until this point had been a very unusual, very modern um acoustic brand a carbon fiber based acoustic Mm -hmm. brand which is you know very far from the sort of the traditional edge of this podcast so they've always been a brand i've been aware about but not something i've especially taken note of and now they've introduced this hybrid and it is very interesting and very cool a double humbucker loaded still with its strange upper horn um hollow bit (laughs) <laughs> for the acoustic as it is a as it is a hybrid sound hole there we go <laughs> but um yeah like very figured tops very interesting brand yeah so um, i um i've actually been talking to them on, on the side actually through work because they install gk pickup systems into their instruments uh, which right. is our is our pickup system to interface with things like RSY1000 or GR55 uh, they actually I think they use the Graftech ghost saddles um, but they still output a 13 pin output but yeah this is their kind of take um, on I, I guess moving to an electric but yeah they are the world premier builder uh, of carbon fiber instruments and uh, I spent some time checking them out, and I'm in. I, I, again, you know, we talked a lot about boutique guitars on this podcast and Wild Customs and all sorts of different things. And you know what hooked me in, Joe? A super, super well-designed 3D guitar builder. Yes. And they I, – I can't remember his name, but every week or something like that, they do – or every month they do, like, what's on the rack? And this is all that everything they basically built is made to order, as far as I, I understand. And um, they go through the builder and how it was designed, and then they pull some stuff 
off the rack and, and show you. And actually then reading, they have a really cool story, um, which I'll, I'll talk about uh, in a second. But yeah, the guitar builder allows you in 3D in a cool looking room um, to change everything from the woods to the tops to the machine heads um the color that you want it's so and thorough they, they make a really huge range of crazy stuff um so 12 strings seven strings eight strings baritone do a bass uh yes they do the baylor bass four strings so acoustic bass uh they've got yeah jumbo 12 strings six strings uh, they've got an 18-string double-neck acoustic, which is a 12-string and a 6-string. Yeah. And then as you go down further, uh, you go into the Synergy series, which is their harp series. So they make a standard harp, which is a 6-string with your uh, six harp strings. So they're the ones that are, are like resonant notes that you played. You don't fret those notes. They then do a 7-string. So it's got seven harp strings. And Joe, they make a harp ukulele uh which oh i think out of carbon fiber which i'm just like yep I- i'm in um but for me uh i got back to them and was like yeah if i if i had the money and like i wasn't getting married i would absolutely um because you can spec different um scale lengths and stuff i was like i would absolutely have a baritone um acoustic from them but their their 3d guitar builder is like going into like a computer game and actually like going around like a character model and stuff like that it's amazing it's, it's um, incredible they do f- the the options that are there oh yeah are, uh, just just unbelievable you know because they're made out of carbon fiber you've got five different carbon fibers all with their own color choices or you can have different um top woods so you can have everything from like figured mahogany to spalted chen chen i don't even know what chen chen is it's a type of wood i'm guessing (laughs) Uh, and then all of those can be colored or you can pick from a veneer library which is actual veneers that they've got like on hand by the looks of it and then you've got different pickups different inlay designs um it's crazy. I've been designing myself a green carbon fiber fretless base. Yeah, I just uh for me, I think yeah, I, I went down the route of like, yes, I would take a carbon fiber baritone. Um but I'm I'm into the electric. I, I the yeah, the the virtuo, I think that is very cool and I would be very keen um to give it a go and see see what it's like. See what it's yeah. like. Um but yeah, just coming back to their their story. So basically, I, I read I read through this before, but um, the guy who started the company was building racing boats, and he decided to build a carbon fiber guitar because he obviously had some hand in carbon fiber, and he set up Emerald Guitars, spent a couple of years developing it, um, made some instruments. And then, um, yeah, made this guitar called the Ultra Guitar, which is just absolutely... It looks like an alien's head. Yeah, which basically, um, I think he watched Steve Vai on tour and was like, I was inspired to make this. Uh, then made some basically like sta- standard uh, guitars. Um, but yeah, after, I think, yeah, he did like a NAM show. And then I think about a few years after his first NAM show, he basically went... Um, I can't, yeah, I think the fretboard design 
then became unavailable, which meant he couldn't do anything and it would have been too expensive um, to retool everything. And basically that closed the entire shop. So it went oh from goodness. yeah, first guitar leaving the shop in 2000 to being closed in 2007. And then um, he got a random commission from like China's biggest pop star um, to build a guitar for him that looks like a dragon. And uh, that spurred him on to go, you know what? No, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not going to give up. And then uh, there we are, you know, 20, 20 years on from the first instrument wow. he's, he's carried on. But I, yeah, I personally never heard of them, but obviously very, very popular brand within that scene in that world. And, uh, well, the, you know, looking at their history, they, they take it straight through COVID times in, 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 you know, mm. 2020, the worst of it that saw, saw, you know, them having to, you know, shut everything in, in lockdown for three months. But they've said that, you know, 2021 is a year that sees Emerald expand into a much larger factory space, which sets the foundation for future expansion and development. Uh, many new ideas will be rolled out throughout 2021, which, of course, I guess we are seeing with this hybrid uh, electric acoustic, which is very cool. I, You know what, like reading about the history of the brand, this always happens. But, you know, when you actually find out stuff about the brand and how cool yeah, it's the journey has been from you know to get to the point they are now this is very cool the 3d build is great i mean my fretless bass in green carbon fiber did end up being two and a half grand but you know like matt knight would say yeah that's not that expensive it's not that expensive <laughs> come on um if not we'll all go and play the squid game um i don't know if you've watched that yet joe but i've, I have, I've only yes. one episode in but i'm like I'm in. Oh, me too. Um, me too. I'm only one episode in. But yeah, I, I would highly recommend subscribing to their um, to their YouTube channel, Emerald Guitars, um, because yeah, they do the shipping room. As I said, every week they go through what's on the bench and what's shipping. And their most recent one, um, they are talking through that uh, that Virtuo and, and a couple that are shipping out. Uh, worldwide cool. and yeah, if you have one built, they they often give you a shout out and show your particular instrument. So. Very, oh, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, I um, I was speaking to them, and I was like, oh, you know, and I maybe we should uh, we should push see if we can get a demo. Uh, they did welcome me into their workshop at some point. I think if we could ever go over to Ireland, um, so it'd be very cool to see it at some point. Sweet, very, very cool. awesome, very cool indeed. Well, that is that is all the time we have on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds for an entire extra episode every week. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar tier, you get this episode ad-free and early every week. $5 gets you access to the Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue. And $10 gets you a lot. Plus, I sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. Um, this week, because we've still got kind of a bunch of things to talk about. There's the Reverend Flat Rocks back out. We want to talk about that. There's the Benson Boost. Pigtronics are back with uh, uh, with an update of their Echolution. Um, and yeah, we've got some other bits and bobs. Page on elect electronics. We want to talk about them. What a great, you know, fantastic, inter interesting pedal brand that just don't, you know, we, we don't talk about enough. Or I don't see people talking about them enough. And I think they're. Very yeah, cool, so. we've always got loads to talk about, and we always get through more stuff than anything, Joe. So we can just go exactly. into anything. 
Exactly. So find us on all your favorite social media platforms if they still exist when you're listening to this and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook if it's still there to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 